602 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. Getting you up on this Thursday, Thursday. Ed Norris likes to call this day. Friday, babe. Jeremy, you do me a favor? Yeah. Oh, we back to this nonsense mm-hmm. again? Because it's closed. It's never closed. It's never closed. Thank you. I want the knife. Please. Thank you very much. Nothing it made me better. think of the golden Did you feel claustrophobic with that thing closed? Man, I ain't never turn around and look at that thing. I like it dark. <laughs> My wife gets mad at me. She's like, why did you close the... I like natural light. I said, so do I. There's a can in the fridge. Get me one. Natural light. <laughs> with her. Natural light is good. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> uh, what's going on, gentlemen? Not a whole lot. How was your Wednesday night? Wednesday was nice, actually. Dinner with Jack. Yeah. Went out for a steak dinner. Um, went to Grill Marks. You think night. if you talked to Jack this morning, uh, Jeremy, he'd admit that he had dinner with the Ed? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Ed. Continue. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, so a nice dinner. If my dad had sex with two high school teachers oh when he was in high God. school, I'd uh, have dinner with him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, how was that? <laughs> The good news is he grew up knowing who I am. Was, you know, the world made sure of that. <laughs> so he's not going to have any revelations at 35. Like, oh, my God. Hey, Dad, can I, wants... I borrow your handcuffs? We're playing cops and robbers again. Yeah, not the one with the fuzzy things on them. <laughs> no, I don't know. No. <laughs> then I watched the Ranger uh, Lightning game. Are you torn when you watch that? Or is it It's always Rangers, right? It's always Rangers. It better be Rangers. Yeah, it's always Rangers. It's like I like the Braves. The Orioles play the Braves. Right, no, yeah. no, I'm not torn. Yes. Yeah, I know, but he likes both teams. Like, uh, he, because he lived there. I yeah. lived in Braves country. But, but even now, like, I became an Orioles fan. If the Orioles play the Mets, I'm for the Orioles. They love the Mets. But, that's why I ask. Oh, yeah. no. Well, you know, it's like, you catch your, it's, like, it's like having kids. The Rangers are my oldest son. Mm-hmm. Lightning are my younger kid. So you like? Like them less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you the youngest, Jeremy? No, I'm the middle. Okay. I'm the one no one cares about. I wonder. About. Yeah. That explains yeah. a lot. <laughs> We're focused on the older son. Oh, my God, we had a third kid. Now we have to do all the things we didn't do for the second one that we yeah. did for this one. Let's, let's name him Broken Rubber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So what'd you do Wednesday, Jeremy? Um, you know, I did uh, I, I did get a power nap in, which was nice. But um, Those are nice. Yeah. Watched uh, quite a bit of NBA, some college hoops last night. Um. You know, it's just diving into uh, some of the, the, the Super Bowl stuff coming up, uh, which is a lot of fun. You know, like all these different prop bets. Right. It, it's so ridiculous. I mean, there's like a thousand of them. So um, just going through trying to find out, weed out what I like, what I don't like. Um, and it's an interesting game, too. I think this is one of the tougher Super Bowls to call that we've had in years past. You think so? What makes yeah. it tough? I mean, look, I'm on the 49ers. I don't mind saying it. Um, well, because I always look at money. So I like to know where the money's going and what Vegas Where's needs. the money? Yeah, I want to know what Vegas needs. In Vegas, it's kind of torn because 70% of uh, the bettors are on the Chiefs. But there's so many future bets on the 49ers that it kind of offsets everything. So um, it's a little bit different. But... I think we get an under game, and I think uh, I think the 49ers uh, win the game. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's more of a, a Debo game, too. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an oat milk guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you joke about it, but milk, dairy stuff bothers me. So I go to Dunkin'. I'm a Dunkin' guy, not just because they spend money at the station. I just I love I think Dunkin' coffee is the best. So I normally go to this one in Essex. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I had to stop to get gas, and I like to stop to get gas at the um, the Wawa's because it's well lit, a lot of traffic in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to that one. Then I went across the street to the Dunkin' to get coffee. Now, normally, I get a medium, I, drive, I drink that driving in, and I get a large. And I know the price because it's a price, a number that you can always remember. The price is six. If you six, get it every day. It's 666. No, it's an easy number to remember. That's mm-hmm. how much it is. I went to this Dunkin' and they said it was eight twenty nine, same price. I said, "What well, can I get the receipt?" Because I don't want to. You hate being that guy where you question that mm-hmm. you charge me the right thing. So if you get a receipt, you can see it for yourself. Why do some people charge more for oat milk? Yeah, than others. I don't know. You think I've their nipples are tougher to get to? In no, some no. You know what? It's funny you say that because you know what a grocery store general manager told me, and I'm not gonna say what grocery. He said oat milk is more than milk because they know who buy it. They know who buys it. That's what it is. It's, it's, it shouldn't be more. Yeah. It should not be. Oat milk should not be more than milk. You don't have to go. It's, it's, it's more because they know who buys it. Of course. It. Yeah. They know who buy it. By the way. And then they know they're going to pay. I've exactly. Always, I've always <laughs> thought about first in life. Like, who is the first guy to put their lips on an udder or at least say, you know what? That looks delicious. I'm going to have that. It must have been, like, really thirsty or really hungry, right? Like, well, that not as much because they're going to see the the young animals feeding off it, so yeah. they're going to get it. That's food. I think the other ones, the ones that get me, like, like oysters, the, yeah, oysters, kiwis, yeah, coconuts. Like, how many people tried shrimp. mushrooms before we got the right ones? Like, <laughs> well, don't eat those; those aren't any good. And it still happens. What, trial what, by error. What gets me is is what did they do before they realized they had to cook the meat? Yeah, see, mm, that's what gets me. But my point is, how can Duncan charge oh, different prices for the same product? And you're talking about you're talking well, about a mile, maybe a mile or a mile and a half apart. Can I say something you might be getting? Is that have you always checked your receipt at the other Duncan? Because you're a regular, you may not get charged for the oat milk. No, it's the same price. It's the same price. Go ahead, Joe. As a 100% franchise system, Dunkin' Donuts restaurants are independently owned and operated by franchisees who are independent business owners and are solely responsible for all pricing decisions at their restaurants. Oh, wow. So how is the coffee the same price across the board? You just got lucky. Because the coffee itself is the same price. They're always paying. I think since they buy the coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, that's probably the same, but they're buying their oat milk from different people. Okay. All right. That's like a dollar and a half. That's like, what, a dollar and a half more? When you franchise out, you have to buy their products. And a lot of times the company that that owns said product will actually charge you more, um, you know, for for buying their product. I know they probably don't want you to they probably don't want you to jack up the prices too much because on their product. And they they probably don't know how much you charge because they know what your profit is. Yeah. And you might be getting oat milk from somewhere else. It sounds like nothing. A dollar fifty. It's almost 20 percent more. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge difference. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. And again. Who's buying? Who's buying oat milk? You. Someone who's gonna say well, that's a that's a dollar and twenty percent more, but I'm still gonna buy it. You know what I think happened? I think Rob, being the given person he is, has gone into that Dunkin' Donuts and given them free Oreo tickets, and so they don't charge him the same price for the oat milk. And now he went to another one, and they know he gives out free tickets, and they ain't got any yet. So that's why he's paying twenty percent more on top. So they said surprise. They say yeah, surprise. surprise. <laughs> True lies. No, <laughs> these fries. Hey, I started on um, Tokyo Vice. Tokyo Vice. Do you like night. it? Yeah, the first one's slow. It is. Yeah, but but see, um, I think it's around because I watch three, so much just... TV. I understand the that it's up. the setup. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all about 
But people say the show's slow. No, no, you can't look at the pace in the first episode. You got to look. Then the the, the buildup the first episode was tremendous. Yes. It was. And I'm it like, gets, it gets so much better. And then, like, you're going to finish right around when second season's getting ready to come in. So it's right. going to be perfect for right. you. Um, but I did watch the new Curb. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. I think J.B. Smoove might be the guy. You know, everybody has that one person that if I were in a room with him, I would probably laugh at everything he said. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think that's probably universal. With he, him. he has just this uncanny ability of just saying something so simplistic. I remember when he. He pitched the idea of, uh, he was telling this story on Saturday Night Live, he pitched an idea of the baddest pirate in the world, and the guy has two eye patches. Yeah. And it's like the dumbest thing ever, but when he's telling you the story, it is so effing funny. But you, like, you're laughing because you can see J.D. Yes, Smooth trying to convince you that this is the baddest man in the world. He's got two eye patches. Like, what? Maybe his but, delivery's spectacular. Oh, God, he's so good. So, do you agree with the critics then? The, no. It, it, it's not, the critics are stupid, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. These are people who probably never watched Curb. These are people that basically said, make me a bicycle clown. Like, I need to laugh the entire time from start to... Let it set up. Not understanding that yeah. there is a... Larry David sets up the entire season every year with the first episode. Dude, That's what the first episode always the, is. The thing that got me, and it was so Larry David, is him waiting on his food, and the guy's, what was it, his mom had died or something, and he's waiting on his food, and somebody's telling him, hey, sorry for your loss. My condolences. My condolences. And he just takes the, the tray from him. And you're like... Yep, that's it. That's him. That's the guy. Angry Joe at 630. Don't go anywhere, but on the other side, Greg Roman lands a job. Would he do better the second time around with Jim? I'm going to tell you why I think so. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 616 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. This song sounds like summer. I love this. This is a perfect summer song. Once upon a midnight dreary. Blues Traveler? Yeah. Who's in this band? Uh, well, that's uh, John Popper there. John Popper, that's the right. lead singer. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows it. Even Blues Traveler fan, I don't know if they know the rest of the people. <laughs> <laughs> John Popper is so good though. So, so when you ask, you're in the group, say John Popper. Yeah, John Popper and uh, John name I know. Great song, yeah. great song. Yeah, <laughs> everybody looks around for the next person. So you could basically, I could just say a name and you'd agree with yeah. that. You know. Oh yeah, John Simpson was the Lawrence uh, dr- Mi- Lawrence Miller. Yeah, yeah, is the drummer. Yeah, yeah. Lawrence Miller, he's Bass the drummer. Bass player. <laughs> Fred Touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 On a harmonica. Yeah. That's John Sammy Popper. Moore. That's John Popper. Well, Sammy Moore's the backup. He's the backup. Just in he's case. The backup just case, harmonica. Just in, case, <laughs> in case he's singing. And you, in concert, you know. <laughs> he can't sing. What the hell are we harmonica. doing? <laughs> Oh, boy. Greg Roman gets another chance. This time with the other Harbaugh brother. Hey, you know why I think Greg Roman will be better in this capacity? Why? Because he actually has a blueprint. He has a, he has a guideline. He has, a, he has an offensive coach next to him. Greg Roman can now do what Greg Roman does with a coach that's over him that knows what he wants offensively. And I think when Greg Roman is in that capacity, in that kind of role, I think he could actually be effective. I think he'll be – it's hard to be more effective than he was here at the number one running offense in all the league. But if, the game. but if I'm in, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm thinking, you know what? I know what I want to do with the quarterback. Let me bring in a guy that knows what he wants to do with a run game. I think he'll be successful in Los Angeles with the Chargers. I do too. And I, you know, look, as much as the end, I think you know we got tired of him because of that offense. But he did create the best running offense in the history of the NFL. So he can't be that bad. 
And I just and I find it funny though this whole this connect and it's common with people, but here because they're related. But like you know, how the Chargers now have so many ex Ravens on the staff. Yeah. Just you know, everybody's over there now. Well, and the other thing with it this- makes sense because you get a, you know an honest assessment from family member. Well, let's let's not act like um, Greg Roman's a total failure. Like he's, I I feel like he's almost like that diet where you plateau. And it's like, man, I can't lose any more weight. And it's like, all right, you got to figure something else out now. Well, you know what Greg Roman's going to do. He's going to come in and improve your run game vastly, where he lacks is in the passing game. But if you, as Rob's pointing out, if you have Jim Harbaugh, who's been a quarterback in this league, yeah, wow. has an offensive mind, has a history of grooming quarterbacks, yeah, like then you you'd think that he might have a little bit more grip on that, or or there might be a little bit more help in the Didn't passing. He have Andrew game. Luck, yeah, he did right, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew Luck. Um, he had. Um, Kaepernick, yeah, Kaepernick. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I think it was Ka- yeah, Kaepernick. Um, he's been successful. The kid he has had, had in Michigan, I thought JJ McCarthy. Yeah, a great relationship with him. He thinks he's going to be a top pick. <clears throat> well, you know, I bet he won't pick him. <laughs> I bet you if he's there, when it's their turn to pick, he won't pick him. Well, he's got Herbert. But I bet you he, he won't him, pick him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Pete Carroll telling us how good Taylor. Uh, what was his safety name? What, uh, At USC, Taylor. Oh God, you're, the lights can do. Is it Taylor Hayes, no. Taylor Mays. Taylor Mays. Yeah, he told everybody how great Taylor Mays was. Taylor Mays was on the board, and he didn't pick him. He yep. picked another safety. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Remember that? And that's so funny. Another reason why I don't like Pete Carroll. No, that's the reason oh. why I love him. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, that's how it is. I, I think I think this quarterback is great. Yeah. Pete Carroll was the guy in your fantasy league telling you why this trade would be good for you. Man, Taylor Mays could really improve y'all's team. Can't help me much, but he can help y'all out. Absolutely. <laughs> he was there. Then he went and got what, Earl Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. He got Earl Thomas instead? Yeah. That may have worked out for him, but hey, Taylor Mays wasn't all that great. It's yeah. terrible when we got Earl Thomas. We got his brother, too. Yeah. Those two were inseparable. Do you, do you think Roman will be, uh, literally, you think Roman will be, Successful there in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Look, I do. I like, my problem and, with and you said you said I agree. I don't think he was horrible. I think he was limited. Yeah, that's it. And like, it's okay being limited with Jim Harbaugh. He's he look. He's really good at one singular thing, and that's developing a run game. And if that's where you start, it doesn't have to be where you finish. And again, if you have Har- if you have Jim Harbaugh on the staff, I would like to think that he has a little bit more of a stranglehold on what's going on in the offense than maybe what John does. I, I am a defensive basketball coach, Jeremy. So if I brought in an assistant coach that just all just all he cared about was offense, good. Yeah. Because I don't want you messing with what I'm doing anyway. So you just care about offense. That's fine. Yes, I know what I want offensively, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butt in there because I'm the head coach. I think it's similar right there in Los Angeles. And I mean, Jim Harbaugh brought in a guy who is brilliant in the run game because he is. He is brilliant in the run game. And he's probably thinking, you know, someone said, well, he's limited in the passing game. Good, because I don't want to mess with that anyway. <laughs> I want him to be brilliant in the run game because now he compliments me because I don't want to put that much time in the run game. Yeah. So I think it's a perfect marriage. I think they're going to be good. I think so. Because the one thing they've been lacking all these years is a coach. It's not that they didn't have the talent. You have a quarterback, you've got some great defensive pieces. I mean, I assume you're still going to have hopefully Mac and and Bosa and you know James and, and now you have a real coach whose whose specialty yeah is turning around franchises, and now he's loaded up with some really talented people from the Ravens organization, the Ravens tree. I think they're going to be really good. They'll be a force to reckon with. I think 
Well, the one thing we'll, we'll obviously get an answer on is how good is Justin Herbert, right? Like, yeah. There's been a lot of questions about that. People love to praise him, and I think he deserves um, his flowers, as Rob likes to say. No, like, I don't like to say that. I, I think he deserves some of the credit for what's going on there. It's props. But he does deserve some blame, too. Um, I'm talking about Justin Herbert. Yeah. I, I think we'll finally get an answer on him. But the blame that he deserves, I think, is because he's been undercoached. I mean, that, I, I mean you're, you're right. His His... His contribution in their failure, <laughs> you know, is to me has been a result of being undercoached. I think now that you put the right coaches in the building with him, if he has makes the same mistakes year two or year three under this regime, now you could solely blame him. Yeah. But I think right now he shares the blame with some people. For dude, I was I was just telling Joe, I was feeling so bad yesterday, I don't remember putting together the rundown. I don't I'm looking at the rundown like like it's new. Like I didn't remember anything on here. That's Did you put it together? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Very I was good. dreaming when I wrote this, huh? You no. think it was good? No, I was just. It was. I was thinking. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah bad man. It's so good. Ass. How bad were you? I was pretty bad. Did you throw up? Yeah, throw up. <laughs> I could I never throw up. You throw up all the time. I, hey, I do. But that's the line from uh, Hall Pass. Remember the girl when she sneezes and she craps all over the, <laughs> the bathroom? You remember this in Hall Pass when she sneezes? He's like, maybe you got to throw up. Oh, I could never throw up. I could never throw up. And all of a sudden she sneezes and <laughs> sprays the entire bathroom wall. Great stuff, man. Huh. Anyway. Are you done? Yeah, I think so. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what are you hot? Huh? What are you hot? <laughs> what did I do? Huh? What are you on about? Him. Oh. Well, women have explosive diarrhea on the walls and sit on 6.20 in the morning. I think shout at DJ's mom. What are you going to do? Can Mateo be the super utility guy that Elias and company envision? We'll talk about that at 6.45. But on the other side, Angry Joe, tell him what you're mad about, son. Sorry, I forgot I had to do that. Uh, we're going to talk about... <laughs> oh, this is going along great. Great, um, great. Some pretty weird and unhinged questions, more than normal, uh, at the Super Bowl this year. Yes. Uh, there's two in particular that I'm going to play for us that, because usually you'll have like the really, like the off the wall questions that are fun and lighthearted, like but, a kid asking a question. Uh, well, yeah, there's. I mean, that that's that's I like that, but like even like the funny ones, like Andy Reid, what are your top three cheeseburgers? That's yeah. great. That's lighthearted. I love that. But asking Patrick Mahomes, hey, how's your dad doing after his DUI? I don't really think. That's that's mm. necessary. So we'll we'll get into that. We'll play the sound uh, when we get back. What about sound? Six thirty three in the AM. What's going on, Joe? Why are you so angry right now today, man? Uh, tease it on the other side a little bit. Um, I mean, Super Bowl week is probably one of the biggest sports media weeks. Maybe not. If it probably is the biggest sports media week of the year, I would say in terms of the amount of people you have going to an event. Right. Um, I mean, but this year it just seems like they're giving literally anybody a press pass. Yes, they are. Maybe because it's Vegas and they're trying to make it as big as possible. Um, but with the Super Bowl week, you get a lot of people that will come and that aren't sports outlets that will still show up and ask questions. Uh, you usually get some funny things, like I mentioned the Andy Reid cheeseburger thing. That's that's the kind of non-football questions that I like. You, you when, remember we had the hot news reporter or weather reporter from Mexico yes. coming yes. in the wedding dress and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's still I, – I don't really see why that's necessary. But, yeah, that <laughs> one, that's not hurting anybody. It's just odd. But uh, the, 
what was that? Probably about ten days ago. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' father. I what? I can't. Is it senior? It's just yeah, senior, it's right? Senior. Yeah. Pat Mahomes senior. Uh, received his third DUI. Uh, obviously, that's not great. Not great for him. Not great for that family. Uh, it seems like Patrick Mahomes is the only person in that family that doesn't like have something. Mom. Yeah. Okay. Mom doesn't. Okay. Yeah. So he's been done a good job of staying pretty squeaky clean. But he was asked by a reporter. I don't know who it was, and I highly doubt it was a sports media member. But uh, he was asked about his father's DUI. Yeah, um, he's doing good. Uh, I haven't, don't really want to get into it too much, but um, um, he's doing good for, for whatever the, the situation is. It's a family matter, so I'll just keep it to the family, um, and that's all I really have to say at this point. So like, to me, that's a perfect <laughs> answer from him. Yeah. He still sounds like Kermit. That is what it is. But I don't understand why he needs to be asked that. Kind I'm with of. you. I'm with you. But what yeah. did he say? He's doing good, whatever the matter is. Yeah. <laughs> because I think it was, this might have been like the day after it actually yeah. It doesn't it matter how far it was afterwards. Why are you asking me about his DUI? And you never asked him about, you never probably ever asked Patrick Mahomes about the other two that he had when he was younger. So now you're just doing it to try to like. It, yeah, it's just like a, trying to like a like a gotcha moment. Yeah. You know? like, would it have been okay to say, "Do you think your brother causes your dad to drink?" Is that a, is that an okay question? <laughs> a little more, a little more okay. Your brother's actions cause you to make you wonder why you don't drink more. I mean, <laughs> like, I, but I, I agree with you, Joe. That's that's a real d bag move, man. Don't don't ask me. About what my father does, it's just uncalled for. It is it's, like it has nothing to do with the game. It has nothing to do with. And it's not funny. He's not involved with it. Like, what do you want him to say? Like, yeah, I'm done with my dad. Yeah, what, I yeah. Mean, like back when they what was his first Super Bowl to start asking about the ketchup on the steak. Okay, yeah, that's that's cool. You know, what I mean, that's that's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's still unhinged. But, like he should be in jail for that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. We'll talk. <laughs> that is something that is uh, a like, crime throw, against humanity. Throw but. the book at him. Let his dad out. He made a mistake. Uh, the other one I wanted to bring up, and, and I had sent this to our group chat. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Someone had posted a side by side photo of Lee Harvey Oswald yes. and yeah. Brock Purdy. Uh huh. And th- this question is not as much of a d bag question as the Patrick Mahomes thing, but but Brock Purdy was asked if he has seen the com- the comparison. You and. and uh... Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you two look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh. Physical comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Eh. Yeah. I don't know. I think he said just like Lee Harvey Oswald, I couldn't have done it myself. <laughs> well, it was like physical. Physical. It's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I haven't shot the president. <laughs> I mean, what, what is that? Why? Why do you have to do that? Like, I don't get it. One of those notorious characters in American history. That's who you select. You couldn't say you look like the Ravens head coach? Who? Exactly. Yeah, he does. He looks like John Harbaugh. I've seen that one. <laughs> I, I just... Uh, so I you know. just don't like these people taking liberties, using these moments to try to... Uh, have a gotcha moment. That's just annoying. See, I think that one can be funny if it was asked a little bit better, or you can make that question funny and entertaining. Like you, the, could, you could say, "Well, you know, if this picture circulating, who do you think you resemble?" Yeah, which murder do you think you <laughs> no, most I would, resemble? I would, I would have asked that because I think that's funny <laughs> to see the look on his face. But like the Pat Mahomes one is just—it's uncalled for. Yeah. What about did somebody ask Kelsey who gets a ring first, him or the Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. He did a pretty good job of sidestepping that yeah. one too. Then they asked him, uh, what was it like to invent uh, 
Oh, the fade? Like, yeah, and then he's like, man, it's February 1st. You had to make that comparison on February well, 1st. They, so the New York New York Post, New York Times. New York Times. New York Times ran with an article saying Travis Kelsey's haircut growing popular. Like, he invented the fade. I mean, he, he clearly goes to a different barber, you know, like, and he's just got a traditional fade. Right. Like, and so they were, the first day of Black History Month, on February 1st, they run with it, talking about... He invented the fade. Basically. And Travis Kelsey's like, man, I didn't invent it. Like, when I wore fade in middle school. Yeah, you wore it because of Kelsey. <laughs> well, dude, you had people in the... The fade was invented by the U.S. military. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, even absolutely. then, it's like... I, yeah. I just, this is the, it's really starting, like, the game is, you know, 72 hours away or whatever. I wish it was only a week. AFC Championship, NFC Championship, yeah. next week Super Bowl. I'm serious. Yeah. I get why they don't do it, because if you have some injuries, you got a chance for these guys to heal, because you want the best players in exactly. the game. Exactly, yeah. But it's I also get promotion why. the whole week. Yeah, the, promotion. This is advertising. But also, them. originally, it was not for that. Originally, it was for letting guys possibly heal up. They didn't have all this promotion a long time ago when they started this. this be, the NFL became got smart and started using it. This is where all the money is made the two weeks before, leading into this. Thank you very much, Angry Joe, 410-583-1057. Should you say thank you to someone who's expressing how angry they are? No. Barbershop question of the day at 7 o'clock, but on the other side, you guys love you some Jorge Mateo. Heard from Michael Elias when he was on Inside Access. He says Jorge could possibly be one of these super utility guys. Do you think that'll pan out? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 6.47 in the a.m., Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Barbershop topic of the day in about 15 minutes. But right now, you know, you look at this situation with Jorge Mateo. He's a guy last year in 350 plate appearances, 318 at-bats. He batted uh, 217, on-base percentage of 267, slugging of 340, and an OPS of 607. Those are horrible numbers. Seven home runs, 34 RBI. Now, we talk about the 32 stolen bases, but the other numbers keep him away from having 40, 50 stolen bases, which he could have. This is what general manager Michael Lies had to say about Jorge Mateo. If he's going somewhere else in the infield, I think second base, where he can use his foot speed Mm -hmm. and his lateral range is a better place to leverage his tools than third, although he's got that enormous arm. Um, But I also think that we're going to see Jorge in the outfield quite a bit more than we did last spring because we want to prepare him for some super utility action and right-handed hitting outfielders. You know, really, we got Hayes, we got McKenna. Other than that, it's not the biggest depth Mm -hmm. chart in the world. So I think we're going to lean into that a little bit more, and it's a big part of Jorge's skill set that he's always had, but we just haven't had to tap into it too much. But I think this is a good year to lean into that in addition to him playing short. Your thoughts on that, Ed Norse? Well, you know, I like it because I've always liked Mateo. And I think he does have certain skills that are tough to replace, speed. Um, you said skills. What else? Speed. Yeah. No, he's got a good arm. He's a good infielder. I, I think he gets unfairly maligned. There's still he's a good infielder. Um, his, his weakness is his stick, his bat's weak. But I think he brings a lot of things to the table that can help the team because, frankly, they don't need his bat. You know, using him defensively, using him as a, a pinch runner, using him in different situations, I think I think he could be a super utility guy in this team. Jeremy, you only have 26 men on the roster. I'm not keeping a guy to be a pinch runner. I'm not. No, you no longer play American League, National League Baseball. Jorge Mateo, good fielder. Um, you know, and, and three, he made 11 errors last year in 110 games. 
Uh, it's not the it's not the the great plays that I worry about him. It's the spectacular plays about him uh, that I worry. Uh, this the routine plays that you said that I worry about with him and speed. It's not enough to keep a guy on the team for me. Not in baseball. Do you think if you can play shortstop, you can play any position? Not necessarily. Because uh, not necessarily. Seen, okay, because we've seen like Adam Jones was a shortstop coming up, and then mm-hmm. obviously moved to the outfield. It was an option. He could have played uh, and became one of the better outfielders we've seen. Who's uh, Adam Jones? Yeah. See, I think those guys, what you're alluding to is Adam I, Jones played shortstop. He wasn't a shortstop. Well, my, I think my, if you're a shortstop, you're a shortstop. My point is, like, if you watch Moneyball, they talk about how easy it is to play first base, and then all of a sudden they go to Ron Washington, and he goes, it's incredibly difficult to play first base. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not easy. You just don't put somebody there. But, like, we've always said, you know, somebody that's already into their career and switching positions. We saw Fernando Tatis do it, special player. Right. Um, and now we're going to see Mateo try to do it. We've seen other uh, infielders go to the outfield and guys be versatile. But um, if he can help them out there, because they don't have depth at the center field position, and it allows you to keep him on the team. Because I agree with you. Like, if it's August, September, and I'm trying to hide somebody for the postseason, I'm like, I like having a pinch runner for the postseason. I don't need that cat all year long. I just don't. Like, you're, you're taking up a roster spot if you're not contributing elsewhere. Um, but, again, I, I think Mateo's fine. Um, it's funny to me how we're willing to – we say we don't have depth in the center field. We're willing to have a guy with Jorge Mateo's numbers, but we overlook a guy who has a two fifty four batting average, a three sixty one slugging, an OPS near seven hundred last year. That's Ryan McKenna. Offensively speaking, I'd rather have – Ryan McGetto, five stolen bases, no cost. We 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 overlook all the things that Jorge Mateo does wrong because he's fast. Tell Al, McKenna though. Al, what does McKenna do wrong? I said he's fast, but he does. But he's better at the other things. Can he play the infield? No, he doesn't, he doesn't need. So he's not as valuable. If if you have other guys, you're only going to have six infielders. I keep. I, why not Ramon Arias, mm-hmm. who's because a better infielder? Both. He provides you infield depth and outfield depth. I just don't think, but he he's he is such a a liability at the plate. He's he's a liability. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not a McKenna guy, and I'm not knocking McKenna. I just I know what he is. Why not? But, what is he? Huh? He's a fourth or fifth outfielder at best. At yeah. best. And they made at a the trade yesterday. Level. What position does Beto play? Super utility. Yeah, so I thought. Yeah, so he can play everywhere. And by the way, that's Phil Maton's brother. Right. Um. He's a. I, people, when you see Nick, it's kind of funny because he's the guy that always made me laugh because he smiles when he bats. I don't know what that is. Like, every time he goes, he gets up there, he gets the bat ready, and he's just, eh? He's just smiling. And I'm like, why is he smiling? Like, it's just, but uh, a, a nice player. Right. You know, a guy that can play kind of everywhere. Right. I mean, I, I, I just you got better options. I just think so. I mean, I don't, in today's game of baseball, you can't have that kind of offensive liability. You need offense. You got to have offense. And when we talk about putting somebody on a roster, we look at all the things you need to put on a roster. He does, the only thing he has is speed. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's. It's this, not that, the only thing he has. He's that, still good defensively. He's he's okay defensively. I that's think not that's, what everybody else says. I mean, you talk to, you know, Ooh. guys like Bordy, for one. He played, he was an infielder. He thinks he's a he's good infielder. If he's you, good defensively. If you, put, if you put Jorge Mateo right down on the waivers, who's going to pick him up? I don't know. I just he's. He, I think he's. Oh, he's overrated in all those other things because people like him. He's fast. I like him personally, but he just doesn't have a place on the baseball team with twenty six men. You know, I think when this whole roster shakes out, I don't know where there's a place for him. I don't. 
You got young outfielders ready to come up. You got young infielders ready to come up. Where you put them? Where you put Ryan? You got that him and uh, uh, O'Hearn. Uh, it's, it's a lot of guys, a lot of mouths to feed. I just, to me, he's the odd man out. He is. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number. We fell in love with April. You know, three forty seven, one point oh six two OPS, and then all of a sudden, one twenty eight. 167, the, the, the real Jorge Mateo came up. That's that's who he is. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. I think he can be a guy that comes out of spring trade as the super utility guy. I think when things shake out, by the all-star break, they're struggling to find a role for him. When, when the young players finally set it in their roles, come up. Because I think Jackson Holiday is going to be on, on the team out of spring trade. I do too. I think so. Um, what do you think, Ed? Do you think he makes it out of spring trading or? Mateo? No, Holiday. Oh yeah, I mean that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Just, yeah. just because you want that, you want that extra draft pick if he wins the award and those things like that. Yeah. You gotta have, you gotta have him on the. I mean, it seems the like the, yeah, the common opinion that he's gonna break with the team. Yeah. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Commissions Baltimore at seven thirty. On the other side, the barbershop topic of the day is Baltimore the type of city where you're either diehard Ravens fan. Or diehard Orioles fan. Can you be both? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan.